Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Orange House for episode 14. My name is Anthony Cuzio. My name is Dominic Trump. And it's May 18th, a Tuesday. And it's actually kind of late, a little later than we normally record a podcast. But yes, we had a lot of shit to do today. A lot of shit to do. How's your day? Uh, yo, yeah, this is the first time yeah, you've asked me how my day is. Uh, it's pretty good, you know. Not really, not really too. It's finals week, which is always a always a pain, but uh, I'm getting through it. I have only I only had two today. One of which I actually, well, it's so. You know how you have asynchronous classes and synchronous classes. The asynchronous ones that you don't have a lecture that you have to normally attend. Those classes, like online classes, are already hard for me. Those asynchronous classes, I forget about them All the every time. time. And I've had them even while we had in-person classes. <laughs> and I would always forget about them. It fucked me up super bad. So I had my test for my asynchronous class today that I didn't even know I had. And so it came time to take it kind of freaked me out because I got the email like okay your test is in like an hour and Did you get emails yeah the, the, that, the teacher in this is actually really cool actually really cool I wish I had him for a lecture but he uh, he emailed us like basically a reminder because I guess probably a lot of people forget yeah. about this class but uh, I took the test and got a B so I'm pretty happy I'm honestly uh, can't ask for too much more of that that's good yeah how was your day not good yeah <laughs> I'm barely getting through right now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. No, yeah, get, get that mic close to your face. <laughs> I'm talking super loud. I just feel like <coughs> I'm here. I made it. I'm. I don't know what's going on. It's allergies are just kicking my ass right now. Yeah. I'm all stuffed up. I had a final this morning, um, which wasn't terrible. It's was like uh, it was like at noon. It was, uh, I, I hate, I gotta say, I hate the fact that there's a lab final and oh, then yeah. a lecture final. It makes no sense to me. I, I took both of them. They're the same final. There's like, it was rel- so similar. Um, but I got A's on those. Um, oh, I have nice. one tonight. Congratulations. Thank you. I have one tonight after all this. Um, and then I have like three tomorrow. Oh, damn. It's just, it's killing me right now. Did, uh, is was your lab? Because I remember I only had one. I think I've only taken one lab class so far, or one like science lab of that. But uh, was your lab class taught by like the TA? Yeah, yeah. There's like this younger dude. I don't know if they're graduate. I think they're just seniors, aren't mm-hmm. they? Um, are they graduate like students? I think they're working towards. towards oh, they would probably be graduate students. Oh yeah. I don't know, but yeah, lab was by this kid, and he was pretty understanding. You know, he's young. You could pretty much. I, I that was an easy class. Like, thank God I took my labs online because I was in person. Like, ha- that's a another class you have to go to in person. So you know, one positive thing. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. It's uh, it is just kind of a hard time of year. I mean, May, what it's May eighteenth. So, we're, the classes officially end. What is it? Well, it's this Friday. This Friday. Which is I don't know what the date is. Butte doesn't. Finals to next week, right? Yeah, Butte, Butte, goes a week yeah Butte College is like the local community college here in Chico, and they I think they're like a week after Chico State <laughs> for like most of their exam dates and stuff like that. But like everyone gets done re- relatively the same time. They, I, I definitely noticed the town's starting to kind of thin out, you know. Yeah, well, especially after 
this was graduation weekend. Yeah, graduation weekend, weekend was packed. Everywhere, packed. everywhere. Even it at, was, even at, far, I'm going to name drop them, yeah. uh, the Farmer Skillet, oh, which okay. is like, out. it's not like downtown or anything, it's outside. <laughs> Yeah, I'll prop, name drop. I'll name them. drop the fuck out of Farmer Skillet, dude. <laughs> props Best to them. breakfast place in Chico. I stand by that. We both stand by that. that's where. That's that's. Yeah, that's, I've heard yeah. a lot of arguments. It's just there's nothing to compare. But uh, props to them. That's a place to have your little graduation brunch or whatever it was. Um, oh yeah. Oh definitely. I mean, but um, but it was two classes of graduating. Obviously, like mm-hmm. 2020 was. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. But I don't think I'd come back. Like. To do my graduate, maybe if my schedule allowed it, I feel like a lot of people probably didn't come back because they're working now. I mean, yeah, I've, I've always viewed, and I don't really know how like how shared this view is, but I always viewed the college graduation like ceremony as being like not the most like important thing to attend if you like have other responsibilities. You know what I mean? I think the high school graduation is pretty important to like be a part of an attend, but college, if I had like a job or something, I wouldn't be like. Trying to leave my job. Are you talking about like coming back? Yeah, sorry. If yeah. I was already established, like I'm, a, I've been out of school for a year. Yeah. If I, if I just graduated college like this year, I would totally stay for my graduation. But, you know what I mean? Yeah, that is a weird thing, especially because like yeah, high school. I I've thought about this a lot. Like high school, <coughs> you have those reunions. Like, mm-hmm. what is the first one? Uh, probably have, a ten year. You don't think there's a five years? So? Well, we're what three years out of high school. Yeah, this will be three years. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's probably ten. I don't years. think there's probably like a little thing or something. I always for my high school, there's always like sending out stuff like the alumni meetups. Yeah, and stuff. So like stuff like that. I feel like. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I don't really know what my school does. It was so small that it's probably just like. Oh, that's right. It's probably just like uh, you know people within the class are going to set it up. If anything, I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to that. But then also like. Well, college obviously isn't the same because there's so many people. It's not like reunions. Yeah. But like that's the thing you do on your own time with your college buddies. Oh, you yeah. know, like be seeing them regardless, I feel like. That's such a funny thing to think about, though. Like, I, I've thought about this. When I was in high school, I thought about it with my friends in high school. Like, right. oh, when we're, when we're in college and we see each other again, like, we're going to be so different or whatever. But like... And then you come, then you come to college and you, fo- you form all these new relationships with like new people yeah. that now, now thinking about it, like... The next step after this is so much different than yeah. the step from high school to college. Be- yeah. That like you truly see how people turn out like for the rest of their lives. It seems yeah. like because, after this, because going from high school to college, it's a big difference. Don't get me wrong, but there's still that you're centered around school. You know, you're all doing the same thing, but stepping out of college is like first of all, you're not like you're not going to like somewhere where there's a bunch of like of young people who are all, you know, looking to socialize and stuff. You, you have a job now mm-hmm. and you have coworkers mm-hmm. and like, there's only, I feel like, like it's weird. There's, there's only so much like you can do with coworkers, like only a certain level of, and I, so I feel like my dad told me this going in. He's like, yeah, you know, I, 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 I have friends from high school and stuff obviously, <laughs> but like his boys, most of them are from college. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just hard because those people obviously went to like other cities like I know a lot of my high school friends did and like made their own connections and so like that's your last like group of friends before you go into the real world so it's like the most recency thing I feel like I I get that for for me the way like the way it hits me is like I was (coughs) 
I view myself almost as like two completely different people from the age of like from the age from when I was born till I was I don't know what like 18 18 is perfect because that's right when I went to college from when I was born to when I was 18 I I was I was one person that all my friends from high school knew and like all the basically all the people that I grew up with saw and then when I came here it's like you completely rediscover yourself in college. You rediscover like, oh yeah, you know, you, you know exactly what I mean. It's, it's, it's crazy to go back home, and you interact with those people, and you get back to like that mindset of where we, the, not mindset, but you get back to just like, the way things were mentally, in an instant. Like the second I roll, I roll, I take the five all the way down from Chico to San Diego, and the second I get from the five to the seventy-eight. Going towards like, uh, or you start. Where do I, where do you start? You go through like Pendleton, and then you get to like Oceanside and Carl. I get off in Carlsbad and take the whenever I get on the seventy eight highway. It like instantly my mind shit or my mindset is like back to like high school almost. And yeah. it's, it's it's so crazy. Yeah, like, I feel that. And it's it's such a. I also like I grew up with a lot of my friends from high school since I was. I say my <laughs> friends from high school. They're really my lifelong friends. I mean, some of these people I knew since yeah. I was like. Literally five years old. I have a few of those. Yeah, yeah and it's it, you. Those people like know me on such a different level, and I know them on such a different level. But at the same time, when you get to college and you meet all these new people, and then they, like, you're all in this same boat of like I say college, but I mean college age, like eighteen to twenty four, twenty five. You're all in this same boat of like rediscovering yourself, being on your own. And you're all kind of getting through it together and you're figuring out your differences and all this stuff like that. Because sometimes, you know, things go awry. But some, for the most part, like, whatever you do, it's all a learning experience. I think that's why a college is such... It, it, it's weird. With high school, it was like, you know, a lot of my friends were on the track team with me and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like we were friends by association of what we did. You know, we, we were interested in the same things. And, you know, we would hang out, like, go to each other's parents' houses. Coming to college and, like, figuring out how to live. Because I remember my first night here, it was just like, whoa, I'm like, I'm on my own. I was terrified. Here, I was scared. I cried. Dude, I, yeah, damn near. I, I did, I'm pretty sure. And now, you know, going into that, you're just like, whoa, like, this is like, it's almost like, I, I don't want use this like I want this seem like out of context but like survive like learn how to yeah. survive on your own and doing that with people who are all tr- like that you're all thrown into an unfamiliar spot and I think you kind of grow together you know I don't want to say suit like yeah I do want to say like a struggle and mm-hmm. then you kind of it, it's almost it's more like a family in my mind because yeah. you don't have like your family around Mm-hmm. And you kind of form one with the people you meet. I will. I want to. Yeah, I want to bring up this point. I will never forget this act of kindness from someone that I, at the time I just met. But I want to tell the story about um, pretty much like so. Before I came to Chico for college, I uh, I wanted to get involved in the music scene as soon as possible up here. Yeah. That was the main reason I wanted to go to college was you know join a band and start playing in a college town. So I remember. <laughs> funny enough looking on Craigslist like three months before I was about to go to Chico and finding an ad for someone who wanted a singer in a band just messaging this random dude out of nowhere on Craigslist and getting a response like a month later and 
when I came up to Chico, I literally met them first day, and I didn't know if these dudes were like, you know, in their 30s, their 40s, I didn't know if they were my age. Turns out they were all like a couple years older than me. Super cool guys, and instantly became good friends with them and stuff, and we formed a band that I was part of for years. But what I'm getting at is they <laughs> they were some of the people, they were some of the first people I met when I was up here. Random, random people, never seen them before in my life, but because they're my first people I met, you know, it's like over time we formed that relationship pretty early on, and Pretty soon, like, I was having the horrible trouble staying up here for the first week. You yeah. know, I, I had so much anxiety about being alone oh, alone yeah. in college. And it's just that was, that was something that was it terrified me my whole life was, like, going off and being living on my own. And it's like at the time, you know, growing up, I was so ashamed of that. And, like, now, I, was, I, was, I was always ashamed of that. But it's like now it's something that so you've grown from. You when you like before college you were mm-hmm. you got anxious about the idea of going away dude i had so i had a lot of weird i had a lot of weird stuff growing up in terms of like i mean i would just i would develop weird f- random phobias of stuff like literally like couldn't leave my house all of a sudden uh just out of nowhere i would go to like my my buddy daniel's house i remember i'd go hang out with this is when i was pretty young but like I'd go hang out there pretty much every day during the summer, and then all of a sudden, I just developed this fear that I could not go to his house, and like just random mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was always, uh, it was always involving my me getting out of my house and like staying somewhere for an extended period of time. Gotcha. So over time, like I mean, college is like the epitome really? of that. That's so weird that, because yeah. like for me, and the, I know a lot of people around me, it was just like, oh, college, like exciting, exactly, and stuff. exactly. And then, but then. I feel like that's with a lot of things. Like it's and you get into it. It's not everything you like. You didn't think of the negative part of it when you were like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." And then I was sitting in my dorm room and I was just like, "Oh my god, what? Mm -hmm. Like, what the hell's going on?" Exactly. So (laughs) getting back, getting back to the the guys that I met um, off off Craigslist, (laughs) but. so these guys, I mean, like over time, you know, became, like, I noticed they were cool dudes and they, you know, they treated me very well. And I was having some real trouble. And I remember they noticed that I was like really just not doing too well. I remember one guy in particular, my, my good, to, to this day, one of my best friends up to, all those guys are some of my best friends now. But this guy in particular was like really, he reached out to me early on and was like, hey man, like if you need to talk to anyone, like you could talk to me. And that alone was such a fucking like, world changing experience I think you like I wouldn't be here right now if that guy didn't do that didn't that did take that little act of kindness yeah because you know we, we sat down we just had a heart to heart and he's like you know man it's like it's a hard thing to get out do this thing but like we we have your back like everyone everyone here has your back these guys that I just met and to this day like I said they're some of my best friends and I wouldn't fucking trade like my relationship with them for the world like they it's it, it's it getting out of your comfort zone like that a little bit it proves to work for the most part. I mean, it's it's crazy. My, I, I didn't get so lucky my freshman year. I I don't think I've ever talked about this too much, but I might as well. Um, my freshman year, like I remember getting here, and like I said, like first night I was like, holy shit, like, mm-hmm. this is, I, I like I cried. Like I just didn't really, it's not like I was like sad. It was just kind of out of like. You're scared. Like complete unknown surroundings. Like it just came out. Like, I couldn't stop it. And so, you know, I had gone in, yeah, cautionary tale, <laughs> I had come into college with a relationship, which works for some people, does not work for me. Um, and so, my freshman year, I honestly, like, 
I wasn't making a lot of my own friends, to be honest. Like, a lot of my friends were from my, the person I was in a relationship with. I had a few, and I'm friends with those people to this day. Like, we, you know, Duncan, we had him mm-hmm. on. You, mm-hmm. you know. And so, when I got soft, when I got done with my freshman year and my relationship ended, and suddenly I didn't know anybody, uh, I was supposed to live with next to my uh, ex. And ended up, like, just on a whim. Like, I remember I was in Sacramento, and I was driving. And, like, it was, like, on your story, it said, like, I don't know, you had some people bail or something. And you were like, oh, you know, I, I've got three rooms available. I was like, well, what's the rent? And you told me, and it was cheaper than what I had. And uh, so I took it and it ended up being the probably the best decision I made. Because that's where I feel like... Because I don't even talk to many people, like anybody from freshman year besides you and Duncan. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's when I started to meet a lot of people. Like, every single year of college has been different for me. Yeah. It's been weird. Like, freshman year, I just explained, I was in a relationship the whole time. It was weird. I had a good time, don't get me wrong. Sophomore year was, like, losing all that, Mm -hmm. finding a completely new group of people. And then junior year, lost some people. Met a bunch of more people. It's mm-hmm. it's been weird, but it's been a great experience. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. Whether like whether it be you know the ending of like a relationship or just like moving to a new place or something like that, f- losing that social group that or like that even comfortability. that comfortability because maybe like yeah maybe the social group like isn't the right group. I mean sometimes like I've talked about this in the back in the past of like like recently I've been I've become a lot more aware of like who I want to surround myself with, mm-hmm. you know, and how, how important, how important it is to, uh, surround yourself with just good people. Yeah. Like, have, put, getting put in the scenario of like, that comfortability's gone, that, you know, the, I, I can't talk to this group anymore, I, I don't have access to these people anymore. Getting put in that situation, it sucks, <coughs> But it's also, you know, it is it is a time like like many things to be a learning experience to to oh, yeah. really look inside yourself. I mean, like I've ha- I've had to do that in the past. Of I mean, in every day. I mean, I do that every single day. Of I have to to it, look it, inside myself and see. You know, I have to be able to live with myself yeah. if I'm if I'm going to be able to to make others happy. You know. Well, I feel like that's a big difference in how people end up growing. It's like some people get that comfortability taken away. And they crumble. They they need it. They want to be comfortable, but some you get that comfortability taken away, and it forces you. It forces you to be uncomfortable, and it forces you to look for the things that you still have and embrace them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe looking at the things you do have and going, I don't like this, and mm-hmm. making a change <laughs> that's necessary. Um, but I feel like that's a big turning point. Like when you lose something like that, you either crumble. Like I've seen it's sad I've seen people who just kind of stay there mm-hmm. they don't ever they, they just want to be comfortable and it's one of the worst things you can do to yourself yeah I'm, and I'm I'm definitely a I'm a victim of being someone who and everyone is kind of a victim of being someone who travels towards comfort always because it's, it's it's obviously the most comfortable thing to do it's human nature yeah it's human nature you're going to go the, the path of least resistance and it's a or, change in mindset you have to make well, yeah, change in mindset, but uh, yes, exactly. But even if it's even if it's just brought upon you and like you know just dropped up, dropped on you, your world just all of a sudden just is flipped upside down. It might seem like the end, but 
it's a day by day process. Every yeah. I have to remind myself of that day by day. You yeah. know, it's it's what I've practicing mindfulness yeah. and just like living in the moment a little bit is yeah. something that like I continue to work on every oh, single yeah. day. I I I'm sure you noticed it too. I I mean, I was having really bad anxiety, probably like like sophomore year. Um, I was get I was just getting bad anxiety coming into junior year, and practicing like living in the moment sort of thing letting go of the things i can't control being a hundred percent in control of me and what i do and forgetting about everything else I, my anxiety has like it's still there by no means you're never gonna be able to but being able to reduce it greatly like i, I do not have near as much anxiety as i used to and mm-hmm. i'm sure you know there'll be a time in the future where it comes back and i'm gonna have to get through that yeah. but once you've gone through it you know like you know mm-hmm. how to do it. Bringing it back to like, you know, how I talked about my, my deep fear of when I was growing up of just like basically being out of the house, yeah. all that. Getting through literally like that first couple weeks of college changed my life. I mean, oh. like, yeah, it, of course it changed my life because I was like one of my biggest fears ever. But like <coughs> changed my life for so many other things because it's like, like you said, you get through that one huge barrier and then all of a sudden – Everything else, you're, you you take a new perspective on it. You're like, okay, I, I, I completed this or I, I finished, you know, like I got through this this thing that was burdening me my whole life. Yeah. Now there's all these other things that have caused me anxiety, but I got through this huge thing. I could get through all this other stuff, yeah. whether it be one by one or, you know, tackling it's, it all. It's seeing that opportunity exactly. in the struggle. But a good point, and I just I thought of this because I, I don't know, it came to me the other day. Uh, I think about it i came into chico and i the first night i cried because i was like what am i gonna do without my living with my parents i don't have my friends from high school here and now with a year left of college i'm at a point where i have no idea how to live without the people i've met here (laughs) like it's it's gonna be tough yeah i i understand that it's it's a change of pace at least i mean like remember quarantine like or the like the original like you know first (laughs) couple months or whatever of quarantine i was back home I remember uh, I was stuck home pretty for the most part. Yeah. And I lost my job, but I um, when I what was I going with? That? Oh yeah, you guys were up here. Remember we played Warzone like every single day. Yeah, but that um, was like and that was amazing for Call of Duty. Just the timing of that, obviously. Oh, dude. But but everyone was indoors, and it was a way of life. Like I would go to work, come home. Maybe stop by Herm's unit, say hi, oh, and it man. was like, we. I'd sit there for about ten minutes before it was like, Warzone. Oh yeah, because <laughs> yeah, <get on. laughs> you'd call, you'd call me down in San Diego. Get on, like, get on, bro. Like, okay, like I'd be working for my dad and have to be like, let me get on my, my sis- job. Let me get on my sister's PS4. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. I didn't. I had to use my sister's fucking PS4 because mine was up here, which. I remember <laughs> that was back when I lived with a shitty ass roommate yeah. who was using my PS4 all the fucking time. Oh my god! Get me banned on PSN and all this <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I remember I, we I called them because I my sister was getting pissed that I was using the PS4 all the fucking time. Oh my gosh! So I <laughs> we called. This. I remember I called them. I was like, hey, like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say his name. My roommate. Uh, keeps using my PS4 like this was the time that like we needed to get him the fuck out <coughs> yeah like he and so yeah, was, was we, were, we were just trying to like slowly chip away and just make him because like we're trying to just get him to leave us alone kind of thing so one of those things was I was I, I paid for 
or Netflix or Hulu or everything yeah. that he used all the time. So I was like, I'm gonna take my PlayStation back. He's not gonna have. He's not gonna. Be, all he did was watch TV all day. So oh it's like that. Would, he was the biggest. Bum. Strike him at the source. <laughs> so I sent. I called Dom and uh, our other <laughs> our other roommate and had him sneak in through the window like. Freaking breaking your, and entering your my your window my window of my bedroom we, we breaking like, and we were, entering style. Dude, we were literally like, well, we have Anthony's permission to get in his room, so we <laughs> opened your window, and I got in your room. I was like, this is fine. It's Anthony's unit. It's yeah. Anthony's room. We're not breaking into his. Was there a dog in there? No, 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 no. Uh, they had, they which had this was big like, fucking which dog. was against the lease. Yeah, and shitting all over the yard. Dog. It was just like. <laughs> It was a sweet dog, like not gonna lie. But the but it was owners just, were yeah, horrible. The owners were horrible, but like it was a sweet dog, and I felt bad. But it, gosh, dude, it was so gross, and it was in my fucking house. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I ended up getting the PS4, and, um, and shipping it to you, yeah. didn't I? No, you didn't actually. I, I I tried to get you guys to ship it, but you never fucking went to the post office. Did we not? Sat there for oh, sat there for my, months. I completely forgot about it because I put it under my TV. Like under under, and I just didn't see it. And I texted you about five times about that. Dude, it was literally just like you don't understand, bro. I was literally it was quarantine, and it was just like I was working, and I would just completely forget. Like, yeah, I was like, well, and then it got to a point where it's like, yeah, he's coming back soon, so I'll just leave it here. Literally, like, like <laughs> the 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 thing I'm the ha- happiest about is just the fact that just like our our slow strategy of just like like got to cut it at the source of getting the TV off. And you, then he would literally sit in there with just silence. Oh my day. god, it was horrible. Like, you'd walk by, and they'd just be sat on the couch. No no TV on or anything. Or maybe, like, static. <laughs> and oh, and they'd just sit there and take mokes. Uh, and was... cough up tar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my... It, it sucks getting home from, from like, a long-ass shift. And just having the haze of, like, tobacco in your house. Oh, my God. It was so gross. It's and they'd, horrible. like, say they were going to, like, yeah. eventually got to the point where they were just doing it inside. Yeah. They didn't care because you were gone. And I would hear them. Um, but anyways, the Warzone point the war is important point. because, well, we were playing it. How long were we playing that for? Because we were playing Modern Warfare and Warzone for, like... I don't know, a while. A probably. while, because I, I don't was know, playing like it in the summer month with you or so. guys. But yeah, I just get tired of that <laughs> shit, you know? It's like the same old same old stuff all the time. Then they came out with Warzone, which was literally fucking game-changing. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was addicting, for sure. I was getting to the point where I was like, you know, I'm sure we all did this, like keeping up with the updates on Instagram, seeing which YouTube guns they were and nerfing, changing all my classes depending on what was nerfed and with stuff. With the meta. Yeah, I following kept, the meta. Even when I wasn't playing, that shit would pop up on my Instagram feed and I'd, I'd take note, just in case I get back into it. Honestly, it's one of those things, like, I, I love those games that you could just get, like, that really encourage you to get with your buddies and play, you know? Yeah. Like, like I mean, most games do that these <laughs> days, but, like... I mean Fortnite. I never really played Fortnite, but like that was like the I first one that. recently that yeah. I can really think of. Uh, and like Minecraft, way back in the day, dude. Do you remember yeah. running Minecraft? Dude, I'd be running eight deep. <laughs> dude, we. I remember like in middle school, like my friend. I had like one friend who was like a hella good computer guy yeah. or whatever. Like he was like the computer guy of the group, and he made like a server. We'd all hop on the server and fucking build like a whole. Like tree house line, it was it was awesome, dude. That was such a that's such a cool game to grow up with. Minecraft, like, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I feel like just being like as we've I, we did have that little stint where me, you, and Herm were playing. 
Remember that we have, we still have that war, world on there somewhere. Me, you, and him were on oh, there. Oh like, yeah, over the summer. No, he definitely did. Like beginning of fall or something. We, we definitely we were playing did. Minecraft, but <laughs> just when you're a kid and you have like the imagination of a kid, that yeah. game is especially like just amazing to you. Oh man, dude! Like, yeah, <laughs> we'd be coming up with full economies, <laughs> dude. It, like the the creativity that, that was like encouraged just with that game. For as a little kid growing up, it was like it was astounding all the shit that yeah. you could do and then it's like and then i rediscovered it you know when i was like 19 here in yeah. chico i would just get baked with herm and play minecraft all night dude it was awesome <laughs> it was it was <laughs> it was so fun but well well Her- herm was herm gets into stuff the herm's big video game guy and you know that mm-hmm. but um he, he, what? I got a bone to pick with him because whatever we're playing, he is not never, playing ever. Never. But I think I've played. But World he, but he's on his console twenty four seven. Never what we're playing. Ever. I literally called him the other day. I was like, "You're on Cold War. You can get on Warzone." He's like, "I'm just on my lunch break." <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> you got to be kidding me!" But uh, won't play Warzone with us. But you you brought up the fact that. You have to get on with friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can play solos, which is fun. Like, if, <coughs> if, I guess if you have to, solos can be fun. But there's something about, like... And maybe it's just, like, the male, like, way of thinking. I don't know. Like, how we're wired. But, like, when you're, like, in a firefight trying to coordinate with your squad members, like, left, he's one hit, he's one shot, I'm down, revive. <laughs> like, you, I'm zoning everything out it's like i'm in the game we are life or death i'm stuck behind a rock jason's down if i don't do something i'm gonna die i'm going to die that's how my brain is thinking jason's down going cuz you fucking suck at this game (laughs) get me cluster strike (laughs) you fucking suck there was only one of them no yeah exactly dude the the coordination comes out it's like it's like you're back playing football again and like calling out you know calling out the defense and stuff it's it's just so immersive because and i get that too with uh I think that's just with like stuff you get like with jujitsu. I don't know if this. I'm sure it's the same for Muay Thai. Like when I watch you guys doing Muay Thai, I see you doing Muay Thai and I hear the music that's playing. When I'm like doing <laughs> jujitsu, I do not like. I don't think I could tell you one time what has played while I'm rolling. It's like I completely shut it yeah. out and I'm just focusing on movements. Warzone is like like something else entirely could be go- my house could be on fire and it would take me a second to realize. Uh yeah, no, that's so true. I hear the music like while we're jumping rope at the first like three minutes of class and then we start doing, you know, clinch stuff and then instant tune out. Yeah, I already know the instructor plays some bangers too because I'll be working out there and I will yeah. hear the music and there's some fucking straight bangers going on. And I'm like, on. like how am I and I'm not like, why fired can't, up? Yeah, I'm like why can't I be hearing like like actively like listening to this yeah. one fucking but you're just tune. so into you're it. You're just so into it's it. It's also it's also great for just like like there's that that's a real thing on Xbox and stuff or whatever you play PlayStation or whatever mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is meeting those people that you just know from Xbox like yeah. perfect example oh, at least man. for you guys not for me you just unlock some I, memories I'm gonna name drop him <laughs> because he I know he listens to the podcast and he's part of this Warzone conversation is like Cornflake Connor mm-hmm. I won't use the real name yeah but Cornflake Connor is like somebody. You met now one, but before you, we would just play Warzone. It was just like yeah. you knew him as part of the Warzone squad. He had no face, yeah, but he was just yeah. there, bro, and he was part of the Warzone squad. Oh yeah, it painted a whole picture of him in my head just from like talking to him over on Warzone. On Warzone, <laughs> but it's stuff like that. Like you just like <laughs> it's weird. It's almost like forming a bond with somebody. Yeah, but 
the point being that Warzone is has brought me back into Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. It's that good of a game. And dude, talking about it right now, how much longer on this podcast we have left? Because I am going to hop on that shit and be running dude, right. it all night. Um, you, <laughs> I'm calling Connor right after. You used this. to unlock some fucking <laughs> memories of mine, dude. Like back when back when I had no life other than video games. You know, when I was in like middle school and early high school, I remember we would play like Daisy. And like Dude, all, like we just played like a bunch of bunch of fucking PC <coughs> games. But we would, we we I remember we would meet the most like random people just from all across the country, and some of them we would like keep in contact with, yeah. play every single day. Like I remember we were like thirteen playing with these dudes who were like twenty five every single night. These one dude from like Arizona and another dude from Montana. <coughs> every night they'd be getting off work and like we'd be on. They'd join us and like. We were maintaining this relationship with these guys for like a year, yeah. for two years. There's that. I remember he. I remember when one of them got married. Yeah. It was like like sending him congratulations. <laughs> like you, you form some crazy, some crazy connections with people even just over video games, right? Dude, that's why that's a meme. Like the meme that's like online, four years ago. And yeah, it's like yeah. Sad exactly. because I have people like there was a guy, I used to play Borderlands with. Like, are you in Borderlands? Yeah, I never played it that much, but I've always heard about it. Well, I remember, like, my friend knew him through Xbox. He lived in, like, the Midwest. And me and him ended up playing Borderlands all the time together. His name was Earthkeeper. I don't remember his real name. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, I remember, like, the last game of Borderlands we played, he literally was like, yeah, like, my town is on Tornado Watch. And then... It, like, turned out, like, the town he lived in got complete, like, got, like, just destroyed by this tornado, and I never talked to him again. Holy shit. Ever. Like, he was never, because I'm assuming his Xbox got destroyed and stuff and all that, but I never saw him again. That's the last conversation we had. There was another dude, (coughs) you remember Payday? Oh my gosh, dude. Payday 2, Payday 2 had just come out. (laughs) I do not know how old I was, but I was young. And none of my friends had gotten it. I was, like, all hyped about it. I got it day one. None of my friends had gotten it yet. And I met a dude on there who was in college. And I was, like, in middle school. And uh, he was just, like, the boy immediately off the bat. He's like, yeah, I just picked it up day one. And everybody needs a bro on this. I was like, all right, bro. And so we would always run it. And then finally when my friends got the game, they were like, hey, Dom, like, come hop in. I was like, no, you got to have my friend in here. And they were like, who? I was like, no, bro, he's the boy. Like, you don't understand. You Like, what, you just, yeah, I met him on here, but he's the payday boy, and I can't run it without him. <laughs> he was this college dude, and he, I would always ask him, like, what's college? He's like, oh, it's pretty fun. I smoke a lot of weed. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> oh, my. He's like, no, dude, this is funny because I know we were talking, this is kind of off subject, but on subject at the same time. I know we were talking about this earlier, and <laughs> we were going to bring this up, but, like, I just remembered it from my head. The guy I was, one of the guys that I played with looked and it was kind of weird because it's such a creepy looking guy, but for to play with like kids, but he looked like Shel Silverstein. You remember that guy, that child book author? Wait, wait, the that guy was known, you played with? The guy I played with was like... On Xbox. Yeah, okay. he had a profile picture on on uh, oh. on uh, uh, Skype, I remember. Oh, you Skyped it? Yeah, because oh, that, that's what it was PC. like. Yeah, you it was PC. PC. That was like our group chat platform before like Discord and all yeah, that shit. Yeah. But I remember he looked like Shel Silverstein. <laughs> Like that's the pretty, old child book author. That's pretty scary. That's just, what was one scary motherfucker. The only for reason, being, like, you wouldn't think, like, if you're, you probably read his book in like elementary school or something. Like the, the giving, the giving tree, tree the giving is like the big one, one, right? Everybody knows. But also, if you read 
diary of a wimpy kid growing up. There's like a point. I don't know if it's in the first book or whatever because I read them all. But there's a point where they just talk about how like creepy he looks and how mm-hmm. he's like the last guy to seem like being a children's book author. And it's true. The dude looks like crazy. Uh, it, like scary to a child. Just like th- he has like those thick black <laughs> eyebrows, big beard. Yeah, no like, hair, just, bald. He, <laughs> and just like his, he he's a, seems like I guess like just a, he's a creepy but nice guy. It seems like just the way he looks is fucking scary. But he's his, his books seem nice. Or I should say, it seems like he's a nice guy because I remember we <laughs> the original time or like originally when we first like. Got him in our mind. It was I forget how it even came up. It, it was, was the like farmer skillet. Right? The farmer skillet. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Where ideas are born. Shout! Ideas are born and omelets are eaten. Mm-hmm. Man, breakfast the burritos. best sourdough toast I've ever had. <laughs> Fuck. Um, anyway, anyways, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was lost in thought for a second, man. But anyway, um, we we, we I remember we <laughs> looked it up because we were trying to figure out like how old he was or something like that. Yeah, some basic information. And we stumbled upon. <laughs> A dark side oh, of way more than what we yeah, asked for. Yeah, way more than we asked for. A dark side of Shel Silverstein. Yeah, apparently he was like, first of all, loved the Playboy Mansion. Like, was always there playing croquet and stuff. Or something like playing that, croquet. right? croquet? We read something like that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he was doing doing something at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Who else would you do just at the Playboy Mansion? Imagine, I'm actually going to pull it up. Yeah, p- please, please pull that up. Because just like, I mean, it's it'd be so, so weird, like, just imagining this... Shel Silverstein is just like the most random character having such a like a, a well I mean I guess it's not a dark side if it's just that I don't I, we didn't read much more into the article because we wanted to save it if it was just you wanted to go to the Playboy Mansion I mean let the man live a little bit what else what else what else are they saying yeah um, <coughs> the title is <laughs> Shel Silverstein has pretty much lived the most kid unfriendly life imaginable oh man taking back what I said already but it talks about yeah apparently he sent away his young daughter when her mother passed away only had only to have the child die at an early age oh my gosh um this man's a piece of shit here's playboy playboy jump started Silverstein's career as a (laughs) cartoonist oh he landed a job that would launch his career, creating cartoons for Playboy. The magazine had started only a few years earlier, and Hugh Hefner was excited by Silverstein's work. In addition to gaining a larger audience for his cartoons, the new gig at Playboy meant Silverstein was finally able to make a living. Eventually, he took to more of a writer role at the magazine, creating a series of travelogues complete with photographs and illustrations. And apparently he hated the children's book, the children's book genre. I don't know. A car- <laughs> this man's just Dude, like, there's a gold mine here. A cartoon <laughs> he drew for the army almost got him court-martialed. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I don't Does know. it say Let's anything see. about it? This man was a fucking <clears throat> crazy. <clears throat> like- he, okay, so he was sent to serve in the Korean War in the 50s. But he was luckily able to hold on to his love of art, becoming a cartoonist writer for the military newspaper called Stars and Stripes. I think I've heard of that before. Uh, yeah. 
he quickly became known as a sort of rebel, and some of his humorous illustrations received complaints from offended soldiers and officers. If you're offending the United States military, <laughs> especially how, in Korea, in Korea in the 1950s, what kind of cartoons are you putting out? I mean, there's some fucked up cartoons from like <coughs> sub 1960s. Apparently, he has raunchy songs, dude. This guy no, was no, 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 no. I was gonna good. no, I was gonna say he has. I remember on my Spotify, on like my Discovery Weekly, a Shel Silverstein song came up, and it was all about fucking smoking weed. I'm not joking. <coughs> and I was, I thought that was just like, I thought it was like, oh, that's that's funny. He's like, you know, he has he's <laughs> erectile dysfunction ads. <laughs> oh man, it's probably a reason you're getting those ads down. <laughs> Very funny. Um, but anyways, this is this is what I was looking for. Silverstein loved women. Almost as much well, as seen, as much like as his work, Silverstein spent a few years living, as we know now, at the Playboy Mansion. Wait, living there? Yeah, living. Is that, what, is that the, what you do? <coughs> like, do you live at the Playboy? You get residencies if you work there. Right? Fucking Mike. But anyways, he spent a few years living at the Playboy <coughs> Mansion and was a def- a dev- <laughs> he was a devoted fan of women throughout his life. <laughs> However, <laughs> he didn't have much luck when he was younger. When talking about his col- college experience experience he remembered i didn't get laid much i didn't learn much those are the two worst things that can happen to a guy (laughs) as he became more successful and women became more interested in him he always made sure they were aware he did not want a relationship the 1966 playmate of the year diane chandler noted he instantly saw the signs and would say something like Well, let's see. Where shall I put you on my list to let the girls know they shouldn't expect anything from him? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Silverstein once said in in an interview, By the time I got to where I was attracting girls, I was already into work, and it was more important to me. Not that I wouldn't rather make love, but the work has become a habit. Dude, this man was this man was everything but what you think he would be. Like just just from your normal right? perception of Shel Silverstein. You That's know? also weird that like, like women are like like super like attracted to the dude that wrote the Giving Tree. Like you would not think that. I, yeah, for real. I mean, like like oh yeah, he's successful, but it's for writing children's books. I mean, it is a good book. I'll give it that. But also, I mean, just. You'd think if you're, I don't know, just like I can't get over how fucking creepy he looks. And then now, now knowing that he actually was like kind of a gnarly dude, I mean, fuck, dude, that kid, the thing about his kid was fucked up. Like I can't, yeah, I, I, I didn't had no much into that. That was depressing. Yeah, that, they just kind of threw that out there first, and then went on on all the sex stuff. But like, damn, sounds dude. like the man was all about the bag. <laughs> so just, I mean, he he seems like where a shall I fucking, put you on my list? That's a great line. He, is he dead? Yeah, he died a heart failure in like the nineties, like at like sixty eight, I think. Or, oh, that's what I read on there. Damn, rib to a legend. <laughs> Completely off subject, but same a dude with a beard. Do you remember that guy Billy Mays? Dude, that was that was like the first like celebrity that died besides the uh, besides Steve Irwin because like, oh, he yeah. died when I was young. But I would still oh, yeah. watch that when I was. How little. old were we when that happened? We were young. I was like five. I feel it was yeah. not like two thousand five or something, something like that. But. Um, Billy Mays was like one you would see all the time, and he just died out of a heart attack. Was he like, dude? I now no, we gotta look up Billy. No, Mays. he. I, I I did the deep dive on Billy Mays a couple years ago. He I remember didn't there was a video of him getting out of his plane literally like a like an hour or so before he had a heart attack, and it was like a random 
I don't think he had a drug problem or something, did he? I mean, he yeah, here, I'll his commercials you. were pretty high energy. I'll give it that, but I don't think he had a... Yeah, no, after the initial autopsy, the coroner stated he had hypertensive heart disease. Oh, oh, wait a second. Uh-oh. According to the toxicology report released August 7th, 2009, oh, man, no. heart disease was the primary cause of death. And cocaine was listed as a contributory uh, cause of death. Come on, Billy. God. Oh, okay. But uh-huh. but the Mays family issued a press release stating, We are extremely disappointed by the press release at the Hillsborough County Medical Examiner's Office. We believe it contains speculations that are frankly unnecessary and tend to, be, tend to ex- obscure the conclusion that Billy suffered from chronic untreated hypertension. So they were saying it's bullshit, mm-hmm. which I cannot believe that Billy Mays would do indulge in such activities do you i just remember being like like falling asleep like at my grandma's house or something like that, watching tv and then just yeah. like <laughs> just, hi you know, just out of nowhere billy hi May. billy may just like wake me up and i would st- i wouldn't even be mad because dude have you ever seen the video of him ordering a mcdonald's <laughs> like him like uh, he, he, i think i it's have a video I think I have. from the passenger seat of his car yeah 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 of him ordering <laughs> mcdonald's he's like hi <laughs> Billy Mays here. Can I get a Big Mac with, you know, doing the yeah. whole voice? And it's just like, damn, that was like the most, it, it, I don't know. I would fucking Oxy, die if Billy was, Mays came up to my drive through window. Dude. Oh, okay, my I know God. His, I know his main thing was OxyClean. Like, that was what he was, like, known for. Yeah. But uh, what I remember, I remember this one product, and I got to see if it's out there. It was like this slide. I don't remember what it was for, but it was for sliders. Like, making sliders, like okay. the little burgers. And the, the commercial... Like, <laughs> to this day, I don't know if a commercial has made me as hungry as that commercial did. It was this slider product, and then he'd like use the little chopper thing too during it, the slap mm-hmm. chopper. Um, but yeah, Billy made like no, no one's ever come close to like his level of advertising fame. Like, cause, cause that's mm-hmm. weird. That's a weird thing. A like weird there thing. are commercial. Papa John had it for a little bit, yeah. and then he fucked up. And, yeah. lo- and now he's gone. <laughs> that phone call. But there are literally people that we know well, like that are celebrities, because they appear in commercials. Like the AT and T girl, who granted is also be- absolutely beautiful. I, I can't even really Hit picture me her actually. I can't really picture <laughs> the AT and T girl, Lily from AT. Oh, I think I know. She's like brown, black hair. Yeah, she's like all over the place. Mm-hmm. She's like everywhere mm-hmm. with the AT&T. Plus she's like what, what insanely about, oh, hot. Flow, Flow from Flo. Pro- Progressive. <laughs> the the guy The Geico. The Geico was their their ad cam or their marketing team is fucking unbelievable, man. Yeah. Think of all the different campaigns they had. Do you remember the they had the caveman? The caveman was really They had good. The, they even had the pig that was recurring. Yeah. The obviously the gecko. They had the fucking I I don't remember uh or I don't remember when exactly it was, but they had that one commercial with like the the mustache app on your phone where you'd like hold up oh, your face. You could talk yeah. the bro stash. It was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Remember I got that app, dude. Like when I was like, I don't know. There's a coming. thing for dude. Tooth early 2010 culture was oh, weird. Man, it was funny as hell. Um, All those. <laughs> what? There's so many though. Like hey, just commercials. Like obviously Jared from Subway. He's another one. Another scandal-ridden another, man. Another scandal man who—that's like a Shel Silverstein moment. Ten times worse. Obviously. Oh, ten times worse. Yeah, but it's just like the one. Yeah, you're like the Jared last from guy, Subway. The guy, really? who, the guy who got skinny by eating Subway is touching kids. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Have you heard the phone call that was like recorded about him when he talks about it? Like he's talking. No. Like some lady he was in correspondence with, like about touching, like getting acquiring children. Um, 
That sounds weird. <laughs> That's but what he fucking like, did, though. She, like, was with the, the cops, and they, like, would record. And you can look it up on YouTube. Like, Jared from Subway, like, recorded phone calls. And it's creepy as he, like, walks through, like, how to groom them. And then just, like, when to start touching and stuff. It's, like, it, it's scary. It's dark. There's some fucking <coughs> disgusting people out there. And, dude, I, I, I'm so glad that, like, even even the criminal world has a complete vendetta against yeah. any sort of Dude, any go, sort of child sex crime and I'm sure person, or, you know, you know, everybody watches the prison things like the shows yeah, the yeah. documentaries like they, they bring it up a lot like what they call them like chomos yeah and if you come in as like a child molester you're you're, asking, you're marked oh my gosh <laughs> which I mean, is cool I'm cool with oh, that oh fuck I mean I, that's the thing like I I don't even have a kid at this point like I can only imagine actually having a child because that's what you always hear like from people when they give their perspective on like, you know, on such a, like an issue like this, people are like, you know, I have a kid and if I ever saw anyone even come close to touch, like hurting them or touching them or anything, it was like, I would see red and there would, I would have, it would not feel any remorse about it. Like I've heard that from multiple people and it's something that like, even though I don't have a kid, I feel like I can understand that's so personal and so just horrible. Yeah. Do you ever play the South Park game? Um, there, there was like two of them, I think. There it's a bit was, of a 180, but yeah. <laughs> there, there, I, I didn't play it, but I watched. I don't know. I, the, I think the there was two YouTube of them, but one of them, <laughs> like there, I've literally watched like reaction compilations to it. There's like yeah. a part where you like bust into some prison. And, like, the boss fight is Jared from Subway. And they do not hold back. Like, you are a bunch of kids fighting Jared from Subway. <laughs> and the lines they script for him, bro, are just ruthless, bro. Oh, I'm I not going to say any of them, yeah, but it's hilarious. South Park is, <laughs> South Park is like, such a breath of fresh air that, like, they still go push the boundaries of certain oh of certain God. things like that yeah. like obviously some like obviously the <coughs> things they say are horribly offensive cuz that's exactly the point but we need to be able to make fun of the worst shit sometimes but yeah because you know people get essentially soft you know and you yeah. it's like it's you, you got to well, have well, it's like a diversity of of humor it's in, like, a, in yeah, a sense those of those jokes are meant to be like they are offensive in many ways but like those dark situations like that you have to be able to shed some light you can't just let them be negative because then they win like if you can't make light of it then uh, i don't know you like that's just being a constant negative like mm-hmm. they make fun of everything they don't hold back that's what's nice about it they're not targeting anybody there really isn't a single person that they hold back from no they make fun of everybody and <clears throat> we've talked about this probably South Park is one of the bastions, like, left, like, like that's mm-hmm. a cartoon, and then, like, I know, I don't know if we've brought it up before, but just how addicted we've been to Impractical Jokers, mm-hmm. like, that, they do not they, care either, they, they are yeah, they're, hilarious. They're not even, like, that offensive, <laughs> but at the same time, they still push some boundaries, push some boundaries of things they say that, and it's, it's, rec- it's received so well Dude, by everyone. I, I, out of all the shows I watch now, I don't, like, like, out loud laugh from a show as much as I do that show. It's they're, hilarious. They're hilarious. And the concept is so good. The concept of just like, it's something that every, every at least every group of like guys <coughs> yeah. thinks about. You know, if we had 
if we had like a, a budget, ca- yeah, a budget and a ca- a couple cameras, like, and we could just fuck with our like friends fuck with and your fuck buddies. with people, like that would be the most fun thing. Dude, These guys just did it. It's, These guys just that's did it. Why it's so appealing? It's because it's like I would do. That seems like making a living fucking with your buddies. Oh my I mean, gosh. you we do it with no money fucking and anything. Imagine having like a whole budget. <laughs> And the show just centered around fucking with your buddies and making them do embarrassing <laughs> shit. Because we, every guy does that regardless of oh, yeah. what's going on. It's just like when you have a budget you can dedicate to it, the shit they come up with is hilarious. Oh my gosh, I, I laugh dude. so consistently from that show. Because you can, yeah, you see so much of like almost a, just a part of your your own group in them. Because oh, it's I'll like literally be like, I, I would... If we did that to Herm, that would be hilarious. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's 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 so funny. Um, but, I'm out. <laughs> that's the thing. He would be the he would be the loser every single loser time, every bro. Night. It would just be a it would just be like a, a hurt Bert, but just with Herm. <laughs> I never got to really watch that show. I kind of always want now that I like know Bert Kreischer a little, like in terms of his comedy and stuff. I want to watch that show, but I never really caught it while I was on. Sometimes I'm just Herm. Your punishment is to take seventeen dabs in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, why We're nearing dab mean? number fourteen, and Herm is unconscious. <laughs> We'd constantly be having to like cancel episodes because Herm refuses to oh do my the God. I'm not signing the contract. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to court, bro. I'm not doing that. I'm, that's a piece of paper. You have no right as a man to make me do that. I don't give a fuck what you say. I am fuck not. you. If you put this on TV, so help me. Oh man. I miss that guy. I hope, yeah. he, I hope he's doing good. Dude, I'm going to make him hang out with me this summer. Speaking of speaking of this summer. Speaking of this summer. We have like a little bit of an annou- oh, a big actually an announcement to make. But so summertime, me and Dom are unfortunately going to be in two different parts of the state as well as we're going to be apart from Levi too. So we're all three going to be parts different parts of the state actually. So we the setup and just like the normal operations are going to be a little bit different. Um Primarily, I'll, I'll be taking over the mo- most of the production, and you know the whether it be interviews or just myself or yeah, what have we? Uh, we it, it's it's all you know. It's Anthony's equipment. He's gonna be taking it home with him, and he'll be it'll be mainly be you know Anthony will be at the head of it. That doesn't mean like I'm gone, but at the same at the same time I'm gonna be super busy, mm-hmm. and Anthony understands that, and we're gonna try as much as we can to like somehow like get me on whether it's through zoom or whatever we can do um so you know we're gonna be trying our best on that and obviously we'll keep you updated but um just for the summer it's not like this forever like we're all you know come back and everything but it's just like you know things are august we'll be back yeah like to get back together yeah yeah, we want to make this clear we're still going to be posting uh, these yeah. episodes we're still going to be i mean i'm 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 honestly very excited to kind of yeah it's like a summer my vacation in, in yeah. san diego i'm very excited to dip my hand in like kind of just different types of interviews and and yeah. just different types of solo podcasts but and just to see what we can do and at the same time it's going to be cool to check in with yeah. dom and see you know yeah it's, i don't i don't want to i don't want to be out of it completely obviously i want to i'll still try and be involved nah, bro, as much out. as i can I'm, keep it up keep up to date with you guys um but yeah, think of it as like Orange House takes San Diego for the summer. <laughs> yeah, no, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of 
interesting stuff coming. It's it's yeah, it's all it'll be fun, we promise. <laughs> but just yeah, stay updated on our Instagram. That's that's kind of where uh things are gonna be or most announcements really take place and will be taking place from now on. Uh our plan is to kinda vamp up our Instagram a little bit. It's been yeah. slacking a little bit, not yeah. gonna lie, but but at the same time, end of the semester, things get busy. End of busy. the semester. Now I'm going to have more free time, hopefully. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also working, so that's going to be yeah. That's going to be something. But we're all in this experience together. It's going to be it's going to be a fun time. Fun uh, little experiment. Yeah, I get to meet some of my friends from high school, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> which is I got some very very interesting, and interesting in a good way, not a not a bad way. <laughs> weirdos. People, yeah, some <laughs> fucking weirdos. No, that's some great people that I absolutely love. Um, and then as well as just other other great people that are actually we have a lot of people lined up. Not gonna lie. Yeah. No, I'm 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 still obviously gonna be listening. I love it. Um, like I said, I'll, as much I honestly have no idea how much I'm gonna be able to interact, but I'm gonna try my best. <coughs> um, but it'll be a fun little thing, little change up. You know, that's always good. And then we'll be back um, once school starts up again in Chico with in-person classes and everything. We'll be. On it, but I, I, I'm honestly excited just to, you know, experience it as kind of like a viewer, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be interacting, but, like, for the most part on the outside, see, you know, it'll be fun. This podcast is going to take off right when you get off, I guarantee you. <laughs> we're going to be, I thou- come back and we're gonna be a couple tank. thousand listeners, and then you're going to come back, and there's not going to be anyone anymore. So, yeah. yeah. Enjoy it while you can, Dom. Enjoy <laughs> it while you can. I'll bask in the sunlight. <laughs> well, once again, uh, thank you guys for joining us for episode 14, right? 14 yeah. Fuck, 14 episode 14 um we're very happy to be with you guys this is so much fun literally like it's as, just so cool to be able to yeah. sit down and just talk as and stressed out as we've been with finals and everything yeah so thank you guys for tuning in you can find us on our instagram orange house pod and our uh email is orange house podcast at gmail.com once again really appreciate it uh keep tuning in shoot us some questions any comments just stuff you want to see whatever we'd love to hear it so see you next time